0: Hey everybody,
1: I'm Meredith Baker for On the Map, Off the Radar, and I'm here at Harvard University with Colette Bishogo, who is a senior in African Studies. And she's going to be talking to us about government accountability, um, comparing the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Rwanda. Uh, she's from the Democratic Republic of the Congo and she was just back there and in Rwanda this summer to do her research. Thank you so much for being with us. No problem. So, could you go ahead and tell us why you chose the DRC and Rwanda to look at government accountability and what exactly you're looking at in each country?
0: Yeah, um, I chose the DRC and Rwanda because those two countries have such um, a history that is interlinked, mm-hmm. you know, and um, they um if you look like 20 years ago like 15 years ago they both are coming from a similar history like which, um, which is that um, they were um, they experienced war mm-hmm. on either side so um, the Hutus and the Tutsis in Rwanda, with yeah, the genocide. With the genocide. But also, um, the effects of the genocide was that the the war in Rwanda sp- um, spilled into the Congo as well. So, and um, that will be like the first Congo war and the second Congo war that occurred in the late 90s up to the early 2000s. So, um, that is just the history that the two countries have in common. And <coughs> <but> <coughs> sorry, that's okay. I am. Um, I was looking at. Um, two cities, um, one in Rwanda and one in Congo, and these two cities share a border. And the reason why I was so interested in these two two cities is that um, they have sort of a similar history. Both cities um, spoke the same language, so when I was in Rwanda, I actually did not even need to know any Rwandan languages, and I could use my Congolese language to live in Rwanda. And um, on either side, now you have people who work on the Congolese side and live in Rwanda, and you have people who, like work in Rwanda and live in Congo, but there's a constant movement of people from one of the cities to the other. So it's very, um, very interlinked.
1: Yes. And so, what were you measuring in terms of government accountability in each
0: city, and how did they mm-hmm. contrast with one another? Yes. Yeah, so I was looking at um, what causes a government to act and what causes a government to provide services, you know, to its people. Is it simply because like they have to, or is it like an underlying, you know, like political reason, motive. M- political motive? Yeah. Yes, and um, what um, what I found is that, like, um, so how I did this is I looked at the election process mm-hmm. and what causes people to vote for a specific candidate, and also post election, how do people hold a specific uh, candidate accountable to the uh, promises that they made during the electoral um, process? And what I found in Rwanda is that they have. Um, something, um, it's a binding um, commitment. It's called Imihigo mm-hmm. and it's from the Rwandan tradition, which is that when you come into the public office, you s- you take a public oath to the people that voted you in and you say that in X number of years time, like in a year's time, I will do X, Y, Z. And um, that is your promise to the people and you are evaluated throughout the whole year. And at the end of the year, um government officials who are like slightly higher than you actually evaluate the promise that you made and they give you a score um up to 100 and um usually how it works is that 80 and above that's a good score it means that you are like well on your way of fulfilling your promise and um I can't remember where I'm um, like 50 and like 70, somewhere they're just more like, you need to work harder. But then. Same like, with our
1: scores here. Exactly. At and
0: then below that, you actually need to step down. So um, that's how, the, on the Rwandan side. So like they the, the, have a really strong
1: government accountability.
0: Yeah, very strong. And then on the Congolese side? Yeah, on, on the Congolese side, I found that it was a lot more um, unclear yeah. in the sense that. There was actually a disconnect between the central government in the capital city and the provincial government in the um, the local government in the the province that I was dealing with. And um, uh, for example, during elections, um, the On the Congolese side, the town that I was in will be holding local elections in October and they had I think 64 candidates running for four positions Uh and um, I went and asked people why are you voting for a specific person and it will be that um, he brought water to our two houses when like there was no water and um, like he's uh, like and he shows that he cares about us, but it is less fluid in terms of, in the sense that Once they get into office, it's they don't unclear. necessarily yeah, have to like, stick Follow to the promises. Through. Yes, as opposed to Rwanda where it's like, you get into the office and you have a year to prove yourself. In Congo, it's more of like, what can I do to get in the office? You know, like, do I need to give people like free bags of rice and then I get in the office. And then after that, no one Whatever. really yeah, follows up with you. One of the other things that I found was that on the Congolese side, because I was asking, how do you fund the projects that you have? You know, why is there no water? Is it because there is no money? And um, it was interesting to look at the tax collection method used on the Rwandan side and on the Congolese side. So in in Congo, Mm -hmm. every year the local government collects taxes and it takes the sum of the total taxes collected, it sends it like the total number of money, sends it all to the central government and then the central government sends back 40%. Right. How, who knows how long that will take. Whereas on the Rwandan side, they collect the taxes and then the taxes are not sent to the lo- uh, to the central government. Instead, they are directly used to fund projects in, locally. Yeah, locally. So one of the things that they were using the taxes was to build a new city hall. As well wow. as to build two roads that, um, like in the city, that like, had been like on, on hold for a while. So they used the taxes collected this year to build the road and the local hall. Whereas on the Congolese side, they were still waiting for money to be sent back right. from the central government. So it's a
1: much longer turnaround process, and it's unclear if the money goes directly back. Yes. And in terms of how government accountability has been. Uh, in reference to the DRC or Rwanda, mm. how it's been obscured or underreported in mainstream mm. media, has there been something that really sticks out to you in that?
0: Yes, yeah, um, I think so and especially looking at the Congolese side where a lot of time like, I believe that most people know the history of the congo that like we had a dictator and then um, rapid corruption and um, in the 90s we had the congo war and the second congo war up to like the um, early 2000s where we had as many as like five million people who died during the war and especially in the eastern part of the country where i was doing my research we have a uh, constant uh, rebel conflicts you know in the region and um i think that a way that this has been underreported is looking at the rebel problem and um the constant conflicts in the region as um, looking at that as um, the reason behind the mismanagement of the city that was in Mm -hmm. whereas um when you actually look at it it's not necessarily the fact that there is a lot of insecurity based on the rebel groups, but that the fundamental structures in government right, do not the exist.
1: Accountability structures. It, yeah,
0: do there. not exist. That like, they are just not there, and. Um, in my opinion, like whether we have a rebel problem or not, it 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 should
1: be the government responsibility to at least set up these structures. Yes,
0: yes, and that is lacking. Yeah, That is lacking, and um, until we have them in place, we won't see the results, even if we have peace, which, I mean, for the past two years, there has been relative peace, but everything is still... Like disorganized dis- disorganized yes
1: wow well this has been so interesting colette thank you so much for sharing what your research with us and i look forward to reading the whole product in your thesis later this year no this problem. has been on the map off the radar with colette basogo from harvard university
0: bye, bye.